Welcome to the three big questions of retirement with Tim Brown of The Viable Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Tim provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here with the answers to your financial questions is Tim Brown. Welcome to the three big questions of retirement. My name is Tim Brown from The Viable Group. You know the three big questions of retirement are, is my money in the right place? Will my nest egg help me maintain my lifestyle once I retire? And what happens to my family when something happens to me? Today, we're going to be talking about a a great topic, life insurance and what you should know about it. For millions of people, life insurance is a tool. It allows family members to pay bills, go to college, even support a family business if the insured person passes away. Ultimately, the thinking is if you're the beneficiary on a life insurance policy, you've got some degree of protection for your financial future. That's what we're going to be talking about. But I'd like to introduce my co-host, Tony Shore. How are you, Tony? Well, I'm doing pretty good. And and for those that didn't uh, fall asleep immediately at the words life insurance, I think I want to remind them it is an important topic. Uh, I know a lot of people are like, oh, life insurance. But you know what? There's a lot to know, and it is interesting. And I think a lot of people uh, don't quite get how it actually works. So this is a good thing that we're talking about it. Uh, But as far as how I've been, Tim, I've been good. I've really, really been busy, though. It's just for some reason the last couple of weeks have picked up again and uh, crazy busy just, you know, doing uh, recordings here and, you know, spending time with the the fam, trying to get stuff done outside. How about you, Tim? Doing really well, Tony, really well. Uh, Kind of excited about, I know it is life insurance, but really excited (laughs) about it because we're going to look at it from a beneficiary standpoint, okay? Sure. Let me give you an idea. Let sure. me, it's important to know what happens if you're the beneficiary of a life insurance policy. There was an article in Forbes not too long ago, and it was 10 things that life insurance beneficiaries should know, and it really gave some excellent insight. The first thing I'd like you to know is that you don't need a physical copy of the policy to make a claim. So what that means is you don't have to have the paper. It's really important because after someone you care about has died, the last thing you need is the stress of trying to track down that old dusty policy that might have been purchased 20 years ago. Many people purchase a life insurance policy years before, and that increases the likelihood of the policy getting lost in the shuffle. So you don't need the paper policy. So if you're the beneficiary, you need to know the name of the life insurance company. And from there, you can reach out, inform them that one of their policyholders has died. And then if you're the beneficiary, they'll provide you with a claim form. Wow. Well, that's a really good point to start us off with, Tim. I mean, honestly, I would have expected that you'd need to have the paper policy 
uh, to get the process started. But uh, that's good news that you don't have to yeah, have that. It is. You don't actually need the actual policy like we talked about, but you are going to need, and this is universal, a certified copy of the policyholder's death certificate. We advise our clients when they say, how many death certificates should I you know, order for my deceased loved one? We'll tell them 6, 10, 12, depending upon how many different accounts that they have. So once you have the claim form from the insurance company, you attach the certified copy of the death certificate to it, and then you're ready to go to submit the paperwork. Yeah, and in my experience, the people handling the funeral arrangements, they will secure uh, copies of the death certificate for you on your behalf, and that makes the process a little less stressful, correct? Oh, yeah, that's a good point, Tony. It's good to have people on your side because it could be a very grief-filled and traumatic time. Another thing I'd like for people to bear in mind is that life insurance proceeds or payouts are tax-free. Let me repeat that. Life insurance benefits are tax-free if you're the beneficiary, no matter how large the payout is. According to that Forbes article, if you don't have to report life insurance proceeds as income unless you actually transfer to you for cash or other valuable considerations, and that really doesn't apply very often nowadays. Right, right. And, and, uh, and life insurance policies have changed over the years and improved, uh, and uh, I think that's another good point. And I think for a lot of people, the idea of tax-free distributions, that's one of those things that makes life insurance a key part of an overall financial strategy that's going to consider both your income for retirement and the legacy you leave behind, taking care of your loved ones. Uh, what do you have next for us, Tim? Well, I don't want to scare you with this, but you should consider that you might not get the full value that you think is in the policy. And let me give you an example. Let's say that you had a very large policy and the amount on it was a million dollars. However, unknown to you, it could have been that the policy owner took a loan or withdrawal against the cash value of the policy and they didn't pay it back. Therefore, the life insurance company will reduce the payout accordingly. Oh, okay. And I'm guessing that wrinkle caught the attention of some of our listeners. It got my attention. Give us an example of that. Okay, so let's say we'll stick with that million-dollar face value or death benefit. But the policy owner took a $50,000 loan from his cash value and didn't pay it back before his death. And you'll see this from time to time. The life insurance would be reduced, the amount, by 50000 So instead of getting... A million dollars, the policy, the beneficiary would get $950,000. And believe me, since a beneficiary may not even have known about the policy or that they were the beneficiary, let alone what else the policy owner did once in the many years that they owned the policy. So it could come as a surprise. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think this is a great topic. We've had a good show so far. But we should take a quick break here, Tim. Is there anything else you want to add for our listeners before the break? I'd like to direct you to our website, theviablegroup.com. 
call my office, 210-824-1750. We can answer questions. We can help get you get through tough times or help you plan for a very healthy retirement. Address your concerns about your path to retirement. All right, and that sounds great. Now, listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with what you should know about life insurance, some more facts and tips and strategies from our host, Tim Brown, here on the three big questions of retirement right after this. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on the future of U.S. taxation, Social Security, New Generation Retirement Planning System, and the Generational Vault. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from The Viable Group by visiting theviablegroup.com or by calling us at 210-824-1750. And welcome back to the three big questions of retirement. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and our host is Tim Brown. And we've had a great show so far, Tim. You've been talking about what we need to know about life insurance, and you brought up some great points in our first segment. Where do you want to take us next? We should remember that the life insurance company is only going to pay the people that are listed as beneficiaries. Simply put, a life insurance policy is a contract and the insurance company is bound to pay only the beneficiaries who are listed on the policy. It doesn't matter if the heirs of the beneficiaries are named in a will or some other important document, the life insurance contract supersedes all of them. What that means in the end is that if a person argues that they deserve money from a life insurance company and they're going to file a claim, their words are really meaningless unless they're specifically listed as a beneficiary on the insurance policy. Yeah, and that's key. And I think the notion that the life insurance policy trumps what's (laughs) stated in a will even, that's critically important and probably a lot of people don't realize that. Well, they don't. And here's something else that people don't realize. You should know that if you are one of the beneficiaries of a life insurance policy, you don't have the right to know who the other beneficiaries are. The life insurance contract dictates the percentage payout that you're going to receive if you're a beneficiary. So it's possible that after you file a claim, you'll find out that you're one of multiple beneficiaries. So you're going to want to, if you, you're going to want to know who the other beneficiaries are, but the life insurance company will keep that data private. Along those same lines, if you aren't the policyholder, you don't have any standing. You're going, you're not going to be able to find out the beneficiaries of someone else's policy. Interesting. I'm sure a lot of people have tried to figure out who else is getting a piece of that life insurance pie or payout. Um, But you're right. I mean, financial data is private for good reason. It is. Along those same lines, it's possible that you won't know if a policy in which you're a beneficiary has lapsed. So if the policy owner stopped making payments, he let the policy lapse, there won't be a payout to collect. But if the payout stopped recently, because the policy owner was ill during the last months of their life, you may able to be able to pay back premiums and then file your claim. Ah, okay. I didn't know about that little caveat. So if you don't know if you're a beneficiary, 
will life insurance companies try to find you or are you just out of luck? Well, it depends. The life insurance company won't necessarily know if one of their customers has died. If you know that you're a beneficiary, you should let the company know that the policyholder has died, be prepared to give them the date of death, and if possible, any social security numbers or anything that you have so that they can determine if there is a policy and if in fact you have a claim. Insurers are obligated to routinely check for the deaths of policyholders. They check it against a government database. So they are obligated to do some things, but you should not rely on them to do it. Right, exactly. And and now one of the things I'm curious about is how the actual payout works then. Uh, Will a check arrive in the mail or is somebody going to show up at my door with a briefcase full of cash? Tony, I'm very confident in saying that a brief pet case full of cash won't be part of this deal. It's not part of the equation. <laughs> okay. But you're going to have some choices when it comes to the payout. For many, remember it's tax-free, a lump sum payout is going to be the most attractive options. Many life insurance companies offer beneficiaries choices beyond a lump sum payment. One common option is installment payouts that are paid out over a set period, five years, 10 years. Regular payments for the rest of your life is another frequent option. Much like it does with an annuity, the insurance company offers regular payments for the rest of the beneficiary's life. I'm gonna say one word, Tony, beware. Once the beneficiary dies, the payment stops, whether or not the original death amount has been paid in full. Ah, okay. So if you opt for the payment option and, you know, you only live another 10 years, those payments stop. They don't continue on or go to anyone else, and you didn't get your full payout in that case. Exactly. And that's why I said beware. You really need to deal with someone like us, someone who's very experienced at handling these types of things, because we would act in your best interest and give you the advice that will get you and your family the most money for your situation. Yeah, and that's the key right there. And I know you've helped so many of your clients with this, Tim. Uh, And if our listeners have questions, they can just call you. Uh, This is all great information. So here's another question, though, that I think a lot of our listeners are probably curious about. How long does it typically take to receive the payout if you're a beneficiary of of an insurance policy? In my experience, this is an area where insurance companies do a good job. Once you've submitted the paperwork, once you've gotten them the certified copy of the death certificate, your payout is going to happen quickly. In some cases, as little as a week. I would say to expect it within two weeks. If something, if it hadn't happened in two weeks, I'd be on the phone calling the insurance company. Oh, sure, sure. Um, Well, you know what? Our time is almost up for this segment, Tim. Uh, It's been a great discussion so far, and I know we have a few more points that you want to cover, but we should take another quick break. Is there anything you want to add before the break? You know, I told you, Tony, every week we tackle another topic that's related to our client's financial journey. So if you've enjoyed what you've heard today, visit our website, theviablegroup.com. Click on the radio page. You can listen to more episodes or give us a call, 210-824-1750.
That's great. And listeners, stay tuned because we're going to be right back with more about what you should know about life insurance here on the three big questions of retirement with our host, Tim Brown. When it comes to retirement planning, many people spend their energy focusing on how to accumulate a large retirement nest egg without giving any thought to where their retirement assets should be invested. At The Viable Group, we created a simple way for you to group your retirement assets called the color of money. To learn ways you can protect your nest egg, download our complimentary retirement income toolkit at theviablegroup.com or call us at 210-824-1750. That number again is 210-824-1750. And welcome back to the three big questions of retirement. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and our host is here, Tim Brown. And before we jump back into the topic, I want to remind our listeners that they can listen to this show and past shows. They can look at all the topics we've covered. Uh, They can listen to the last few shows on your website, which is theviablegroup.com. That's theviablegroup.com. And they can go to the show page, the radio show page, and there they can subscribe to it as a podcast and see all the back shows on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. It's available as a podcast as well. Now, during the show today, Tim, you've been talking about what we need to know about life insurance. And this has really been an eye-opening conversation so far today. Uh, What do you have next for us? I thought we would shift gears uh, for the for the final segment, Tony, a little bit. Let's focus on some of the pros and cons of purchasing life insurance. Okay. Okay. So I was reading an article, and it gave us a pretty full picture about what buying life insurance can do for your overall financial strategy. It falls into two categories generally: what I would call permanent insurance and term insurance. Term insurance is like auto insurance. You pay a certain amount each month. If something bad happens, in the case of this analogy, your death, a benefit would be paid out. If something bad doesn't happen during the agreed upon term, then you didn't receive any benefit, but you're probably glad that something didn't happen. That's term. Permanent life insurance has an investment element that allows a policyholder to build cash value. The cash value component may provide ways to invest or to borrow from this pool of money. So it's really more of a financial asset as well as insurance. Sure. Uh, Tell us more about that. Tell us more about permanent life insurance. What else do we need to know about that? Well, one of the advantages of it is it does provide tax-deferred growth, which means you don't have to pay taxes on any of the interest, dividends, or capital gains on the cash value piece of your life insurance policy until you withdraw the proceeds. Certain tax benefits already exist with retirement accounts, similar to what you'd see with IRAs or 401ks. So here's the deal. If you're maxing out your contributions to those kinds of accounts, you could consider some permanent life insurance options that would allow you to build uh, cash value tax deferred. Wow, okay. So I think that sounds like a good thing. Does permanent life insurance come with any time requirements, though? Yeah. You can keep most policies nowadays up until the age of 120, as long as you're keeping up with your premiums. So it's permanent life insurance is sometimes touted over term insurance because you don't lose the coverage 
after a set number of years. See, a term policy is going to end when you reach the end of your term. And that could be sometime in your 60s or in your 70s. I'll give you an example. Let's say you're 55 years old. You buy a 20-year term life insurance policy. When you're 75, you're pretty much going to be uninsurable because the premiums would be too high and you would no longer have uh, life insurance. But if you live to 120, maybe you really don't need a death benefit. So people you originally bought the policy to protect, your spouse and your children, they're either going to be self-sufficient or maybe they won't be around. But if you anticipate that there's always going to be people financially dependent upon you, well, then you might want a permanent policy. Yeah, I, I suppose you would. That makes perfect sense. And I think that's a really good distinction. I'm glad you talked about that. Tim, what do you have for us next? Now, remember, with permanent life insurance, it builds a cash value. And some people find it to be a positive that you can borrow against it. Whereas if you put your money, all your money into a 401k or an IRA, you might not be able to get it out without paying some penalties or some tax problems. So be aware, it might be, not be a wise move to dip into your retirement savings for anything other than your actual retirement. That's actually the way we like to look at it at the Viable Group. We look for income streams. We look for assets to be there when your family die. Those can be two separate things. One last thing. When you borrow money from your permanent life insurance policy, interest will accrue until you pay the money back. Oh, okay. Uh, that's good to know. Uh, walk us through some of the pros and cons of term life insurance. Okay. So when you buy a term life policy, your premiums go to secure a death benefit for your beneficiaries. Remember, unlike permanent life insurance, term life insurance has no cash value. Therefore, there's no investment component. So if you're still alive when the term ends, the policy lapses, and your, your beneficiaries don't receive any money. What's important to remember is that when it comes to term life insurance, you're paying a smaller amount of money. It does not cost as much money as permanent. But in exchange for the knowledge that should I die early, the people that I love and care about would receive a potentially sizable death benefit. Wow, okay. And that's the important part right there. Uh, can you give us an example of a term life insurance policy then? Yeah. So let's say we have a 30-year-old woman, excellent health, non-smoker. She might be able to get a 20-year term, so it's going to cover her till the age of 50, with a death benefit of a million dollars and it might cost her, oh, less than $50 a month, about $480 a year. Now, if this person were to die at age 49, the beneficiaries would get the million dollars, and she would have only paid in $9,000 in premiums. So term life insurance can may prove to, prove to be an excellent investment if your beneficiaries ever have to use it. If you're one of the majority where your beneficiaries never file a claim on term insurance, it will have been a negative return on your investment in strictly financial terms, but it would have provided peace of mind. 
Yeah, and that's the key right there. Uh, and I think it's so important to talk with somebody, an, an independent financial advisor who's a fiduciary like yourself. You're going to be looking out for your client's best interests. And that's really important to make sure that they're not in some type of policy that they don't need or it's the wrong one for their personal situation. Because as you always say, Tim, everybody's situation is different. Now, this has been a good episode, but we're out of time. Is there anything else you want to add before we have to go today? Remember the three big questions of retirement. Is my money in the right place? Will my nest egg help me maintain my current lifestyle? What happens to my family if something happens to me? That's what we're here for, to help you answer those questions, to help you build the retirement you want, and I suggest you give us a call, 210-824-1750. Go to our website, theviablegroup.com. You can schedule an appointment. You can uh, look at our radio page. You can listen to some episodes. We're here to help. All right. Thanks, Tim. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Three Big Questions of Retirement with our host, Tim Brown. Thank you for listening to the three big questions of retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Tim Brown at The Viable Group. Call 210-824-1750 or visit them online at theviablegroup.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by The Viable Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor in the state of Texas. Insurance products and services are offered through Viable Strategies, Inc. The Viable Group, Inc. and Viable Strategies, Inc. are affiliated companies. The Viable Group, Inc., Viable Strategies, Inc. and Tim Brown are not not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.